0: hey and welcome back to the from the stem up podcast do you like this new sound i really like it i actually found it online and i was like this better be on the from the sim up podcast i kind of want to bring a new vibe to the podcast and i think that yeah i really like it let me know what you think about it and uh i'll keep it on for a little bit and let's see how it rolls you know i'm just experimenting with different sounds and trying to improve my audio editing so i hope you enjoy it um let's get on to the episode Hey, y'all, and welcome, and thanks for tuning in to our 25th podcast episode for From the STEM Up. Super excited for this next guest because he is also uh, Canadian and from Ontario, so we are going to be able to connect on a bunch of things. So, hey, Drew, how's it going?
1: Uh, It's going great. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit?
1: Sure. Um, So I'm a 17-year-old grade 12 student from Upper Canada College in Toronto, uh, Canada, um, just maybe a couple of my interests, I'd say I love basketball, technology, and entrepreneurship. Um, and that, that's pretty much who I am.
0: Yeah. So what are your favorite school subjects?
1: I'd say this year, probably like English, math, and economics. Nice.
0: So what does STEM mean to you?
1: Um, so I'd say STEM is, it's a fundamental understanding of the way the world around us works, Um, I'd say it's the foundation for all innovation discovery and just life in general and personally STEM is a way to understand the world in order to improve it so because like nature and the world itself I think are the most fascinating and intricate thing that we've ever seen before and there's just an endless amount of research you can do into it um, because just how how complex it is and how little we understand about it.
0: Yeah definitely and you mentioned one of your interests as entrepreneurship so Who or what sparked your interest in entrepreneurship and why?
1: Um, I'd say probably in in grade nine, um, I just, I'm not sure how it started, but I think I had a couple of friends that had their own startups and I was like, you know, this is is pretty cool. And then I joined uh, Junior Achievement in grade 10 and I I was very skeptical of it. I'd say I still am. Um, but it is a good like opening experience I think we basically so we had this project this startup called Marvel essence which sold environmentally friend friendly scented candles and it was just it was a great experience in the entrepreneurship aspect because we kind of like strayed away a lot from the product and had a lot of success in other aspects as well um, in terms of just like pitching to a lot of uh, like like Cadillac kind of, like Fairview um, having developing partnerships with other foundations and Uh, selling a lot over the weekend and just learning a lot of stuff. And i say a lot of the stuff that you don't necessarily see from the the theoretical aspect of it. Um, i say that was pretty, pretty interesting. And then after that, I started a couple other um, projects and startups as well. I think that's how my interest has developed. And then now it's just like, I just love all like podcasts and, and YouTube videos I can find on entrepreneurship and specifically people's experiences with it. I think it's just really, really fascinating because Entrepreneurship itself is such a vague thing. Um, It's really just like creating something new in the world, and I think the open-endedness of it is is really fascinating.
0: Yeah, like there's always new terms and new skills to be learned, especially as an entrepreneur, and especially like as times change. So as we get um, become more digitalized, as things like COVID nineteen happen, there's it's just a super um, self-driven field where. You really take lead on what you want to learn and and how you want to propel the product or business you're trying to do. So I think it's a really creative field, and I and I really uh, connect with your interest in it because I personally just love like the hype surrounding entrepreneurs. Like I feel like it's it's uh, well deserved because entrepreneurs like have to do a lot, but they're really the ones who innovate and create things in the world. And if you think about it, every business Um, had one entrepreneur you know from its foundations so it just really propels the world forward to where you want where you want it to be Uh,
1: so that's really awesome yeah and I'd say uh, Vinod Khosla is this guy that I I really like Um, he says that like every problem in the world can be solved by about 12 entrepreneurs and I think like that's, that's like the essence of entrepreneurship. You know, you, you go out and you find a problem, you find somewhere that you can impact people and then you just bec- try to become an expert on it as fast as you can. Like there's no, there's no rules in the game. It's just like you're going out there and you're just creating something of your own. And as you said, it's a very, very creative field. And I think that's the most uh, intriguing aspect of it for me.
0: For sure. So for you listeners, um, I'll definitely research some, programs just such like the junior achievement uh, sorry junior achievement in Canada um, yeah I think junior achievement is also available outside of Canada as well I'm not, I'm not really sure
1: yeah and actually to add on I think uh, the one part actually I probably was first exposed on entrepreneurship not because of junior achievement but another program called uh, TKS like the knowledge society and I think that's where I kind of got exposed to a lot of exponential like technologies and and found like kind of got a deeper interest in that and I think with that there was the byproduct was finding how you can kind of combine that with entrepreneurship so I'd say that was probably the start and then JA was where I actually kind of got a chance to get my hands dirty a little bit.
0: For sure like I think a lot of like I think the reason why a lot of these new entrepreneurship incubators and programs are arising is because there's a great need for it especially now with uh, the new exponential technologies. It's kind of like the new wave of technologies. Like we've already dealt with the internet and now we have to generate this new wave of entrepreneurs and change makers. So yeah, I, like I believe TKS is available, um, is, is slowly becoming available worldwide. And it's it's a great place if you are very forward thinking and want to innovate something, but don't have the resources to, and or like the mindset to, and so, you can get trained to have that mindset to do those kind of things. Um, I personally haven't done that, but I have heard a bunch of people who have really succeeded in that program um, yeah. as well as Junior Achievement. Um, they've, they've, they've made some really cool businesses.
1: Yeah, and I think like the TES uh, specifically, I think it's very, very conflicting between the people who've done it. You know, Either people really like it or they really don't. And I think um, I, I'm not sure how it is right now, Um, because I did it I was like in the first 10 month cohort so that was in 2017 so it's definitely changed a lot like a lot um, now but like it it is like a really like if you especially if you don't know too much about the space and I think that's the position I was in it is very valuable um, but it isn't to say that without these programs you can't do it yourself and by no means um, is that is that true
0: for sure. If you're the kind of person that needs a little boost or knows what you're going to get out of the program, but also what you're going to put into the program, I think you won't really get out much if you don't really put effort in, in the programs that you apply to.
1: Yeah, now. 100%. I think, that's, I think that's the key to it. Like, it's, everything's just what you make of it, every situation, every program, and, mm-hmm. and that's really what you're going to get out of, the, of it in value.
0: For sure, and surrounding your interest in STEM and entrepreneurship, what is your dream career or profession?
1: Yeah, so I don't necessarily have a one dream career, but there's definitely a lot of things that I would wanna do. Um, so I'd say for starters, definitely, and this is again vague, is having my own startup, which I grow and actually has a real and not superficial impact on people's lives. Uh, and specifically, probably a moonshot company or startup, I think those are the most interesting. Um, and and the most beneficial to the world and then to add on to that um, I think one thing I definitely want to do at one point is uh, some kind of angel investing and especially in moonshot startups so similar to how Chamath Palihapitiya has this firm called Social Capital um, I'd love to do something similar.
0: Yeah for sure it's it's definitely a like like a far-fetched question even if you asked me I wouldn't know how to answer specifically but I like I like that route you're taking, and we can we can even talk about um, some of the universities or programs you're applying to. So I know you're in grade 12, just like me. So we're a little bit in of a stressful situation right now. So what like what kind of programs are you applying to, and why, and what are some of your tips for applications?
1: Uh, yeah, so I'm applying to engineering um, in both the can in both Canada and the U.S. And I'd say. Per- Depending on the university, the program that I've chosen is uh, very different. But I, the one that I really like, especially um, the one I've applied to most, is mechatronics engineering. Um, the reason is just like, I just, like, as I said, even in my career, like, I just want to try a lot of things and just do what's interesting. And mechatronics gives you a very, it's not the most deep engineering principle, but you get a lot of skill sets out of it and you learn a lot of different disciplines. And I think that's really um really what I I want from my engineering uh experience in university. In terms of application tips, I don't know if I'm the I'm the greatest person to ask, especially um because I haven't fully applied everywhere yet, but I'd say like definitely the most important thing is just starting early because like I did not start early um like I started some of them early but most of them I'm doing like right now and it gets really really stressful especially now because there is a pandemic it's it's even more stressful but um it, it definitely started early because editing is like 90 percent of the battle
0: yeah for sure um I just started one of my university applications today so during the time this is being recorded it's November 2020 so um yeah it's it's like there's there's a lot especially when it's a competitive one such as the University of Toronto um there's like a reference for each community involvement and I'm like oh my gosh I have to get the email and phone number of every person that like um was like either my boss or you know the person I worked with was just like yeah so yeah yeah, I definitely read um agree with your point of starting early and also planning ahead um and and, and same goes for scholarships as well i I have applied to um or currently I'm applying to bigger ones where you have to um you know submit a lot of community involvements uh like multiple essays or paragraphs um and making sure that those are very well edited and even, like, I find that when I, you know, submit a paragraph um, or just like, write a paragraph one day, I think it's really, really good. But then the next day, I look back on it and it, it's absolutely horrible. Um, yeah. So definitely take that time and look at it with a new set of eyes every so often. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, definitely, like, I can't give my tips because I have not, you know, applied to everything. Yeah, like even got accepted into anything. So I can't really give my insight. But I feel like that's the best way to do it. Um, I feel like we can end off here before the break. Um, Afterwards, we're going to talk about some of the cool projects Drew has been working on, which I think is going to be a really exciting segment. So I'll see you there. Hey, this week's episode is brought to you by the Accelerated Learner Academy. It's a course for students and lifelong learners to go from continued failure to top marks and success. It's a four-week life program where you will be learning directly from Matthew Espinoza and his team on how to maximize your brain and be more productive for this next school year. In fact, I'll be joining Matt and the others in version two of this course as an advisor in the program. I took the Accelerated Reading course and increased my reading speed from around 200 words per minute to 600 words per minute. Which is awesome. So version two is going to be released on January fifteenth. So if you want to get to know me better and join the academy, be sure to check out the link in the bio for the full academy details. All right, to the next part of the episode. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed that break. So for this next part, I'm going to be talking about um, a little bit of the uh, Drew's entrepreneurial side. Uh, so he has a company called Wavefront or an organization called Wavefront. Could you explain a little bit about why you created it, uh, who can join uh, and where do you think it's going to go in the future?
1: Sure, so I'll just give a, a little bit about a context about what exactly Wayfront is. So Wayfront is an online platform for students to share their projects or startups or ideas, as well as the type of people they're looking for to join their team. So that could be a co-founder, designer, team member, etc. And then simultaneously, it's for students to be able to find cool projects and startups that they themselves can be a part of. So in the summer of 2019, I really wanted to start a startup and I'd just been a part of a J startup, which, as I said, was a, a pretty cool experience, but it wasn't exactly what I was looking for. And I wanted to create something of my own um, a little more. And so I finally found someone in my school that had skills and we went for it, uh, but it was a long process of finding someone, finding an idea. And ultimately uh, we just weren't a great fit together. And then, so I started this startup with a couple of my friends and one of my co-founders Sloan has been on the University of Toronto airspace team for since grade 10. And he wanted to build a model rocket um, and he couldn't find anybody our age that had the same interests and expertise, um, even after searching for a while, especially in his local networks or school specifically. And he finally had to just, he did it all himself, which is still very valuable, but it doesn't have the same, um, same value that I personally uh, felt from being a part of startups and projects with other people. So ultimately, Wavefront allows you to find other ambitious and interested people, interesting people to work with. And so we found that there were two core groups of people, some with lots of ideas and not many skills um, or people to work with, and others with skills and the same interests, but just they aren't the greatest at finding ideas. So Wavefront is ultimately a way to bridge that gap. And we started this um, so my friends, Adam, Manji, and Sloan Sobey uh, are my co-founders. We started this to allow people to not have to rely on their local network, such as their school, as the only people or projects that they could really be exposed to. And from our own experiences, we know how important experiential learning is and wanted to offer that to everyone, regardless of if they're in like a complacent environment and they're a low-income environment, if the people in their school aren't um, don't have the same interests. And I think the way the internet works, it just opens up a whole new world of people and possibilities that you can be working with. And uh, regardless of how successful that project ends up being, you're just going to be uh, learning a lot if you if you put in a lot and you're working with the with new people. It's, there's really no downside, especially at our age.
0: Yeah, I definitely uh, noticed that there's this huge gap about entrepreneurs needing team members, but then people searching for like, especially high schoolers searching for experience. Uh, and I think this is a really great platform. Um, so is this currently uh, up right now? Like, are people able to sign up and um, or, and uh, interact with the Wavefront platform? Um, yeah. Okay. Awesome. So um, let me link that down below. Um,
1: yeah. So the link by the way, is wavefront.com without the O. Uh, not a typo. Um, that's just the name that we could find. Uh, and the way it works, really, it's it's a little more of a glass door approach. So when you go onto the website, you know you're, you're going to be able to see all the projects. You're going to be able to see the basic interface. Um, and then once you actually click on the projects to see a, a larger description of them, or when you um, try to message someone on the platform or when you try to post your own project or use any of the other features, um, you'll have to sign up slash log in. And that's, it's all free. So you just sign in with Gmail, uh, your Gmail account. And then that's gonna actually, so that when you're messaging someone, it's not like an anonymous person. There's actually someone that's messaging them and there's someone that's has like an account. And that's just the, the only real barrier to, to using it. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's, it's active. Um, so right now we're in November, so it's still active, but right now we're on a little bit of like a, a freeze um, because we're just doing a little bit more of development. So it's still on, but it's kind of running itself at this point. But I think this podcast comes out in January, so it's definitely uh, going to be a lot more active um, at that point. And we have a lot of uh, projects in the queue. So we partnered with this organization called NovaCrypt, and they're based in the U.S., Um, They're also a student organization and they have a lot of really cool projects like lunar rovers, biotechnology startups, like AI projects, um, cybernetics projects and startups and uh, mainly projects, not startups. Um, But they have a lot of like, I'd say like eight to 12, or I think by that time, it's probably going to be like 20 plus projects that are using technology specifically. Um, And I think that it's really cool. And anybody really... Uh, can join so they'll have like the criteria on there but that criteria isn't very like set like you don't have to have like be a world-class designer or something you can just be the person that's ambitious and interested and and you'll get a chance to get some really cool experiences
0: yeah for sure like I think this is a really awesome platform um, that's really needed by many Um, what are like what is your advice for uh, high school students um, or undergraduate students, but I guess uh, from from your perspective, high school students surrounding uh, wanting to start a venture or a business or a project. So what are your like three main tips for them?
1: So one I'd say is like really, so the first thing, like the one thing I've learned from a lot of my own mentors and just podcasts and just successful people in general online is that like ideas are really a dime a dozen and for high school students that's not necessarily the case because we don't have as much ex- expertise in our areas of interest so it's much harder to, to identify niches and identify ideas um, but the biggest thing about your startup is your execution and that's why I think your team and it could just be you It would just totally fine as well but if you are Thinking of making a team I, that's really really important about who you're choosing and not based on skills but based on mindset and how you work with them in general because regardless of how aligned you are at the start there will be disputes there will be um a lot of disagreement and there will be times where you're gonna have to make tough decisions and there will be times when the other person's lagging off or you're slacking off and you need to have people that will not only keep you accountable but are also easy to work with so people i'm working with we also added a couple other members to our team but they're great as well but uh my co founder is specifically like we've been friends for like six years so it's 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 never come to a point where you know like our whole friendship is gonna be destroyed based on like a small argument over like a design change for example but it is it is very important on the people you choose so i'd say that's probably the first tip um secondly is just like just do it figure it out like you're not going to know 99% of the information about your market, about the way it's going to work or how you're going to build it um, and all that stuff. But that's totally fine. Like everybody, if you're going in knowing everything then it's not going to be a valuable experience and you're probably not doing the right job and you're going to find that there's a lot of stuff you just don't know. And that's, that's, that's the whole essence of entrepreneurship. Just go and figure it out. And that's the real value in it. Um, so don't procrastinate on that. And then thirdly, I'd say just keep getting feedback. So you could think an idea is amazing um, and you'd use it. But if you're like the only person that's going to use it, that's, that's not, it's not ideal. Um, you definitely want to keep getting feedback from um, your, the people that are going to be using your product or your service. Um, or other people as well. And you don't always have to take their feedback because take it with a grain of salt because your consumers don't always know what exactly they want. But if you're doing something and it's not working, um, you definitely need to constantly be taking feedback and actually iterating on that feedback um, for the reasons that actually make sense. And I think those are probably the three uh, key things that so far in my very early entrepreneurial journey I've learned. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, like, I can connect with you for the second one. Like, when I started a podcast, I didn't even know how to, like, edit audio, how to make a website, how to, you know, host, what, what hosting meant. Um, and so, it was really a learning process along the way, I guess. Um, and I think that's, that's a really valuable part of entrepreneurship, where you're able to learn those skills and Like, I guess you really learn so many soft and hard skills. Like, like, I think it's just, it's like one of those fields where you, you're just, you put yourself on the spot, but you also um, make sure that you're prioritizing like your own timeline. Like you're, and like, even as you said, like, you don't know um, a lot of the things that your business is going to need until you really start. And then you're going to have a lot of um, setbacks and you're gonna have a lot of times where you disagree with your team um, or just don't believe in your in your product. And I've know like a lot of people who have also pivoted their idea or product to something else and they have succeeded with that pivot or maybe they just, just completely bankrupted and shut down but then started something else and then that succeeded. Uh, so it's a really, it's, it's not a linear like, trajectory, but I think it's a really valuable one that, um, even, even if it's just as simple as making a small podcast or as big as making a moonshot company, I think it's, I think it's something that is really awesome and something that you should do as, uh, a, a high school student or an undergraduate student, um, especially since you're going to be
1: learning so much from it. Yeah. And on the, the topic of what you said about, um, the fact that you're not going to believe in your idea at some point that is so, so true. Like it regard, you could have the world's best idea and you're not going to believe in it at points. Like literally you can look at the stories of basically anybody that's had a successful company. And if you look deep enough, you can find moments where, you know, they were just about to sell it or they just were about to stop doing it. And finally they had the stroke of luck or they uh, figure something out or they, found the reason they started it or whatever it is, Um, like regardless of what you do, you're going to have times where you don't like it. Um, And I think you have to realize times when that means to keep going on versus maybe sometimes that does mean that you should stop. But it's really very, very arbitrary and a very fine line between those two things. But it's very important to be conscious about both.
0: For sure, yeah. Even, Even I have sometimes... Uh, looked at my podcast and been, "Hmm, I don't really know if this is the right topic, like maybe people are not going to sign up. um, Or maybe I should pivot or maybe I should um, not do it anymore, just like quit. But then I come back to why I started it. And I think that that's just a really good motivating way to have like a mission or a value in your product or company that will just lead you along whether you're um, doing really well or doing really bad, Like like you have that mission or that value that's that's, that's just like the one self-sustaining thing that's going to propel your company or product forward. Um, but like, again, like it's like, it's okay to not succeed in the company. Like you can you can just start over, but I think that's the beauty of it. And that's what um, I really personally like. Just It's just very creative and just really out there.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like failure, it, it's going to happen regardless of what you're doing um in entrepreneurship and the one thing i'd like to add on as well about like why i love entrepreneurship especially like when you actually have a startup rather than just like saying you love entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. specifically is because like in terms of like meeting like world-class people or getting advice from them or getting mentors or just anywhere you go like having a startup or something automatically makes you interesting um, and especially when you're at a young age, like high school or even university, people that are hyper successful are so much more incentivized to help you out, um, like for free, um, or actually just want to help you out than, than people who are maybe in their thirties. Um, because of the fact that, you know, once you become so successful, like money isn't as much of a factor and you really wanna give back to the community or you really wanna give back to somebody who you think is like you. Um, and I, we've had experiences of that as well, like literally in our, like first couple months of starting. So we started in March, I believe. And in like end of March, we just, you know, we're contacting, pe- contacting people to become advisors. And we just, you know, contacted, um, who now the ex CEO, but previously the CEO of LinkedIn. And this guy responded and like, you know, uh, Sloan and, uh, all of us, you know we got a chance to kind of have a brief uh, exchange with him and we still, you know, keep giving him updates and stuff and a lot of other cool people as well. And at like, at this age, like we barely, we've proven nothing. we have proven nothing at that point either. Um, And people are just incentivized to help you out. And that's so, so cool that you're literally able to use your laptop to connect with people that you kind of are super inspired by, or you kind of just hear about in the news. Yeah, we're so lucky to
0: have these amazing people just to click away on LinkedIn or Instagram. Um, even even I've uh, reached out to some mentors for for the things I've been working on. And, and I feel like don't be afraid. Like I used to kind of think, oh, wait, I don't need help on this. Like I'm doing pretty well. But then once you get another perspective from a mentor, you really realize what like what are your pain points and what are your successes and where they think you can move forward because they do have a lot more experience than you but they're also really engaging and willing to help because they know that you are a high school student and you don't have as much experience but you have potential Um, and so they they are there and like even the ex-ceo of linkedin that's that's really awesome um so even if it's even if it's just like sending an email um I really believe that in this virtual world, they're just an email away. And I think that's really powerful. Um, and uh, that advice and help is really, really valuable for any project or any business. So always seek help and seek uh, feedback. Yeah, like advice. don't
1: try to like rebuild the wheel or go through the an experience the hard way just because someone else did before. And I think that's the the beauty of mentors is that they're such a huge catalyst. Like as you said, like, they they can relieve those pain points, you know, they can even get you connected with a lot of people and kind of uh, bypass a lot of um, different hurdles that you might have previously had to face. And that's like, like, they've gone through the journey, it might not be the same journey, but it's a very similar journey. And they know the struggles, and they know ways to overcome it much faster. And that's why, you know, entrepreneurship, we hear about it being a very iterative, iterative process. Um, People rarely, you know, succeed, to a massive scale in their first try like usually they do have some small experiences beforehand and the reason for that is just the amount of things you learn in your first couple of tries is so valuable um and at the same time the your mentors and stuff can help you even more um, in your in your own experiences and ventures
0: for sure yeah and speaking of like starting podcasts uh i know you do have a podcast as well would you like to just talk about like, like the topic of the podcast um, and also who it's for and et cetera.
1: Yeah. So it's a, it's a podcast that the um, so Sloan and I, we host it and we basically have discussions usually with like other um, ambitious, interesting, sometimes successful, um, usually teenagers, but it is catered towards teenagers or students in general um, and, and kind of getting a little bit more of an in-depth view into not only like their own experiences but more about like asking them current more topical questions and trying to get to know them better but also their views better Um, so we've had a varying number of guests we've had we had this one guy who has like a million followers on tiktok and he's a personal finance expert but then we've also had um, some people who this one girl who's going who's who's at stanford right now Um, She's done like neurotechnology research. She's been on an investment board. She's done a lot. She's kind of worked with a lot of uh, big companies. She's done um, projects that have helped a lot of people. And just there's a lot of really cool guests we have and people that are our age as well. I'd say it's very similar um, to your podcast and its intentions. Um, And yeah, like you can check it out if you're interested. and that's, that's what the Wayfront podcast is. And I think the link will probably be in the description. It's called, uh, it's the Wayfront podcast. So it's the YouTube channel. It's on YouTube, not Spotify or Apple. Nice. Podcast, yeah.
0: Yeah, so check it out. Um, I will link that down below. And uh, I feel like podcasts are a really just powerful and raw way to just express a lot of stories and emotions. So I think that's awesome that you have a podcast as well. Um, and they're just popping up. Um, out of nowhere exponentially, which I'm really excited about because um, I feel like the podcast community is growing so much more, uh, and which is really awesome. Um, so, if y'all are ever uh, interested in starting a podcast, you can either contact Drew or I, um, and when we can give you some tips on what we use and stuff. Um, but I do, But I do talk about that a little bit more in episode 10. I'm excited for that. So, keep asking questions on the Instagram stories um but yeah drew do you have any other projects or uh future ventures that you'd like to share right now
1: um i think future ventures um got a couple of ideas not started yet very early in the ideation stage um but you know just a couple of things that i i've always wanted to try out and i'm going to do with my friends so there's uh, one of them is we doing an e-commerce store we're still figuring out what the the product would be and then especially to kind of like learn about Facebook ads and how to deploy them like very uh, well and effectively and another thing we'll, me and a, a friend are looking at is uh, Amazon logistics delivery um, and that that seems like a very cool opportunity um, and both of those are kind of just like a way to a way to make money or most likely it's, it's very easy to fail especially in the e-commerce one but the Amazon logistics one's is not terrible um, and, and you know if you can make a little bit of money it doesn't hurt especially when you're applying to university. Um, you know as you know, student debt is is quite a killer.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. I think that's awesome. Uh, I learned a lot more about that there's that there's more youth entrepreneurs out there and that and that the community is growing and I'm super inspired by that. So thank you so much to Dhruv. I will have all your socials linked down in the description. Um, so make sure to check out his linkedin uh his website uh for wayfront which is just wavefront.com, as he said without the o in the front and then his instagram um as well as the wayfront instagram his twitter and the youtube channel will where you're going to be able to find his uh podcast uh and i think that's it so thank you guys for listening and remember to always ask questions and to stay curious Bye.